Okay, we're fine. We're so fine. We're absolutely grand. Okay, we need to relax. Yeah. Um, actually, point of point of order before we get started. Yes. Um, do you know that message that I sent you earlier with the little guy on TikTok saying, I think that we should all start referring to ourselves, or everybody as bestie, mm-hmm, whoever, mm-hmm. the way nuns call each other sister, Certainly whatever. Not. So I obviously sent that to like about 20 gays and we've decided we should make it a thing. Do you not think it'd be so cute? I think sister thing is I, okay. funnier. Sister is funnier. So the original thing was like, oh, bestie Connor, yeah. bestie this person, bestie that person. To take it back like the way nuns say sister. But I think we should just do sister. I think sister's funnier. And even though this isn't a cult, I mean, it's kind of culty. I'm kind of cunty. sorry. Oh, it's cunty and culty. Sister Connor. I think I call you that anyway. You're my sister. You're my oh sister. Oh my God. That's I what you whenever. So much. I love you so much. That's what I literally say to all the girls all the time. It's like, that's my sister. But it will literally, you would say like sister Mono, sister Andrew, sister Nidge. Like, or what's the one that they give do? Them titles. What's the one that they did like back in Salem's? Like Goody. Goody. Or there's the um. <laughs> oh my god! Like I seen Goody back as well. In, Goody back dancing in the woods with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I oh no, that was a couple of bears. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. We're queer. And we're busy doing Real, Real Hot, Hot Girl, Girl Shit. I'm Claire. And I'm Connor. And this is Real Hot Girl Pod, a podcast about embodying the hot girl attitude in a queer, inclusive space. Well, hopefully you've heard the earlier episodes and know what we're about, but let's do a quick recap. As hot girls in training, we are striving to unapologetically be ourselves and love ourselves. Why are we saying girls in 2023? Because we're taking it back from the patriarchy as an all-gendered term. Fashion. Fashion. Turn, turn to, to the, the left, left, fashion. Turn, turn to, to the, the right, right. Ooh, fashion. High <laughs> <laughs> <I> rides. <laughs> I didn't know how that song ended. Oh my god, it's just the best song. I love it so much. Oh god, we know um, you love a bit of Bowie, don't you? We bloody do love a bit of Bowie, our bisexual king, oh my um, god. queer fashion icon, or whatever he felt like. And also made the song for like one of your favorite bloody uh songs ever or films ever what is that called Labyrinth yeah there we go I remember go. it I will fight that's the death Magic Dance is one of uh, David Bowie's top 10 songs come fight me yeah. you'll lose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right right but this week we're talking all about fashion if you didn't already pick it up but particularly Claire queer fashion queer style I think it's something that is happening quite prominent around us and I wanted a bit of a hot girl take on it all oh look we have a hot girl take on everything we are full of hot air and opinions and uh, we are going to share those with you hot or not so sister Finn (laughs) okay are we doing sister Finn or sister Connor sister Finn sounds more authoritative well but sister Connor is cuter I'm going to go with Sister Connor. Anyway, tell me, what was hot and not for you this week? <laughs> well, Claire, I, I, do you know, <laughs> address me by my full title. <laughs> no, do you know what I was going to laugh at? I'm saying like, Sister Finn's funny because whenever um, I get like a little bit like kind of like ratty or a little get a bit, get a bit testy. No, um, never, never. <laughs> well, um, the mister, he starts going, oh, Miss Finn, oh, Miss Finn. Oh, she is not happy, Miss Finn. Oh, Miss Finn is very annoyed. Oh, Miss Finn need a snack <laughs> and in fairness probably 99.9% of the time that is Absolutely the, that is the yeah, solution yeah, yeah, yeah. just throw a Snickers at you yeah. and run away until you're <laughs> feeling better <laughs> Jeez, all those nuts uh, <laughs> anyway anyway but what was hot for me this week is that I'm actually having quite a gorgeous time I don't know why I feel like it's that little bit of that like 
summer like part where people are either on holidays people are either you know just kind of taking a bit of the chill time but whatever way is working I'm having quite a nice like work life balance I'm not feeling the stress is stress aches each week I wasn't feeling absolute existential crisis coming into a Monday shockingly where the fuck did that come from I think you're having a sliving girl summer for yourself which I, is what we planned well, back in May so I well know done. but like Jesus Christ I don't know what it is it was all like I come to mind being like I've just had like a hot time from I mean like all together now to visit some friends and got some other bits up and coming it feels like I've got a really nice balance and it's because I've been using our heart girl kind of tools and guides to kind of give us 100%. that. 100%. Also, I love that like all together now was like officially quite long ago now, but we're still not over it. We're still oh, talking fully. about it all the time. I'm going to be talking about it till next year, till the next all together now. the next now. one. Yeah, yeah no, I fully. Fe- I fully get it now. Yeah, like everything was like uh, before all together and after all together. What's that? ABC? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, everything's gorgeous, but partly my brain doesn't work. But what about oh, you, Claire? What else is new? <laughs> What's been hot for you this week? What has been shut up? Uh, what has been hot for me? I've had a very hot week, um, similar to yourself, and it's not that I feel like we've had similar hots and knots for the last few episodes, and Shocking. it's not just that we're merging into Ooh. one person. Um, yeah, the same as yourself. Look, I said it here a couple of weeks ago. The six weeks of rain did not agree with me. No. I was a sad bitch. Yeah. I like my plans had gone out the window. I was not okay with it. And as soon as the sun came back out to play, living my best life, having a great time. The vitamin D level is topped up. I am running around. I'm having a great time. I've been hanging out with friends, mm-hmm. which is what the taking the time off in July yeah. was meant to be for. Um, <laughs> but like outdoors, hanging out with friends, catching up with people, um, just having a really good time. And can I say, like the amount of people that have came up to you and went like you're glowing. Like, you got like that little sun buzz on you. You got like the little bit like, you know, the hairs. Like, no, but like, you're like a summer baby. Like, like well, I do. Not. I come alive in the summer. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so everybody can see like you got a little pep in your step kind of job. Honestly, because like, because we started that early. Like, remember how sunny it was when we were in Edinburgh in May? I know, fucking. It was absolutely so Absolutely no sun after that. And then, but apparently now, but, like, it's like clinging on. Even like when I had the boat in Dublin and we we're like sunbathing out on the roof. <laughs> like, I was like, had a lovely, like my little summer face glow and then it just disappeared in July. It's coming back again now so through my factor 50 always be sun safe kids um, so Connor, what was not for you this week well I feel like as is all of this like goodness and loveliness and everything I do still have this tiny bit of a pending sense of eternal doom and darkness no. because like August has fucking flown by like in the best possible way though like in a really enjoyable way and not a way that's going to make us sad but a way that's making us go like this is happening because it's really fun because July felt like it kind of disappeared out of nowhere but it was fucking lost on us anyways because you couldn't really do that much. I feel like we did st- we must have done stuff in July though. I, I just can't remember you. I couldn't tell you. What July's a blank month. I know everything that happened in June because yeah, we were it was in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Also we were just like hip to hip like for the entire thing. Aww, yeah I know. Twin sisters. Oh my god oh. sister Beck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know I, that's only real not where I'm kind of just going like oh it is starting to go like a little bit like, oh, no, we're definitely moving out like the August buzz of it all. But we are soon hitting Virgo season, which is a very exciting time as well. I'm terrified personally. I was just going to say, but are I you bet not Claire's bloody excited. Yeah. <laughs> to organize the shit out of everything. It's going to be so good. Also, sorry, I want to give a special uh, shout out to your brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you listened to the episode with your mom on it. Oh, my God. And I know. He, what was the name of the app? That he told people to get to organize no himself. Top. Was that it was it? like it sounded like he was saying Canva. I couldn't really hear, but it's not Canva because that's for graphics. Yeah, 
I've, so it was something else. I don't know. I but think... I loved it. I just loved it so much because he absolutely never met the man, but he read me. He's like, of course, because Claire has an obsession with organisations and lists. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> All right, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you. Just listened to the most recent uh, Real Hot Girl pod. Um, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing to ca- tell Claire because um, her obsession obsession with lists um, <laughs> and stuff I got might implode on itself but there's an app called notion and it's really 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 good uh note-taking and creating lists and stuff that's right notion but did he not say something about canva or canva or something a little bit later on and it's called a kanban board so if she just searches kanban board there's probably one oh, in the... someone's made for like a life organizer Kanban board. Aaron, thank you very much. Oh, oh that'll God, be she's good. Because now she's got so no, many no, lessons no, organized. No, in front of because her. there's different ones. Like uh, people have recommended different ones to me before, and I'm like, it was too convoluted. I felt like you're wasting loads of times. So you can just use the reminders and take things off. Uh, anyway, speaking of convoluted, speaking of convoluted, <laughs> um, what, what was not for you this week, Claire? Not for me this week. Um, I. <sighs> I don't want to say I don't have a knot, but I actually have, I'm just having a really nice week. Aww. Do you know? So next week, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, your phone pops up, memories. Um, <laughs> so next week is my meltdown anniversary. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I even ever said this on the pod before. Basically last summer, I, I was so stressed out. I was the most stressed I've ever been in my whole life. And I actually ended up in James's getting like heart scans and everything mm. because I thought it was dying. But it turns out it was just, you know, that very specific fear I have of an embarrassing death. Oh my God. So I was like driving home and I'd had this pain in my chest and it wasn't going away at all. It was like a half panic attack. And our friend Marty, who works in this building, like kind of went into him. I was like, this is so embarrassing, but like, I'm not sure if I'm dying or not. He was <laughs> like, I think you might be stressed out. Let's go outside, chill out. And he's like, do you feel a bit better? Yes, I do. I'm going to go home. But then I was driving home past James's and it had gone back up to like probably a six out of 10. It's like, oh wouldn't God. it be so embarrassing to die at home alone, having driven past the hospital and not gone in? <laughs> so I went in and was just like, I don't know if this needs to be checked out, but I've been having this pain in my chest for six hours. They're like, yoink, in you come. <laughs> anyway, so I suppose... Whenever that picture popped up and looking back on it, I was like, I do not recognize this person. Oh my God. Like, I really just feel like I've come like so far and I'm so proud of myself and I'm so happy. And like, everything is just so great now compared to how it was because I felt just completely alone and stressed out and lost. And now I feel really supported and loved. And turns out the problem was me because it's the same people around me supporting (laughs) me and loving me, but I just wasn't reaching out to them. But yeah, just if anybody's feeling really shit... I would say just you need to just talk to someone about it. You don't have to go through that. It will get better. Um, so that's why I don't really have a knot. My ribs are still a bit broken. So uh-huh. it's touch and go what level of skating I'll be able to do at mm-hmm. the skating festival in September in Barcelona. But like, it's fine. Also, I'm what if you're myself. like big old bands decide that they're kind of going shitter, didn't they? Yeah, we found out the comet was not coming to another love story, which was unfortunate. And then found out that actually it's, they're breaking up, so they're doing the last few gigs. But we got to see them at Primavera Porto. We did. Which is wonderful. It was lovely. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm fine with that if that's my nod of the week because yay me. I'm so happy right now compared Aww, to a year ago. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, if you're if you're feeling shit, you need to go talk to someone. Just do it. You'll feel better, I promise. Or you can go listen to our previous episode all about the Real Hawker Guide to Overwhelm where mum takes you through a little meditation on how to get over that. Okay, I'm just spilling my guts out here to the hot girls and talking about something really 
vulnerable and you're plugging the uh, Finn family podcast that this is then slowly turning into. And do you know what that is, Claire? <laughs> Real hot girl shit. Yes. <laughs> the more Finns, the better. <laughs> this is definitely not a cult. So, Claire, I came to you with this topic all about kind of queer fashion. Now, you being a fashionista queen, a woman that uh, whenever we first met, I remember telling you that I was literally intimidated because like you were like the bitch out rocking with like space buns and like a like leopard prince dress and all and then you convinced me to now buy like boots a house down leather jackets and showering shirts I mean you're quite literally one of my little like queer fashion guides ah! within last year I love it but do you not know what I mean I do I'll take it thank you so much that makes me so happy <laughs> I could just say the journey that you have been on from that time that I tried to get you to wear that like mesh top that was too big for me oh. that I was like oh, yeah. this was going to look so much better on you it's a bit too big for me I think it would like suit you so well and you were so resistant you took it home and then sent a picture being like okay so this fits me perfectly oh and I it's stunning so I'm like yes there you go I know <laughs> and now I just get excited and put on heels and big tits now so. yeah <laughs> I know I'm so proud of you but I suppose it kind of got me thinking and chatting with my friends all about kind of queer fashion and in particular kind of people's journey with it and I suppose like we've both had different kind of journeys I, with fashion you know different kind of growing up areas mm. you came from the big smoke I'm from a country munch and there's kind of this like thing that happens especially within the queer community that like there will be these kind of resurgence of fashion and it happens with anywhere where there's the kind of you know starting out and then it becomes mainstream but like obviously it depends where that happens in each location I don't know what is your kind of thoughts on queerness and fashion like like growing up were there any kind of staples or like you know things that like you would have like recognised that I suppose maybe incorporate into your own life so I think um because everything now it's like everyone just wearing whatever look the whole thing's on fire anyway let's just wear whatever the hell we want yeah that's the whole problem everyone's ordering it from Sheen and that's making the problem worse <laughs> no um, I think that it would very much have been when I was growing up because I was so 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 into my music and at the time it very much how you dressed was related to the music that you were into. Um, how'd you dress? Pardon? How did you dress? Oh, I had a, I fully had a goth phase when I was a teenager. Oh my God, in the emo oh, phase. No, 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 a goth phase. Like myself and Claire O'Neill used to like wear all black and hang around Glass and Evan Cemetery like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I know, yeah. Oh my God. We looked adorable. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what all that reminds me of? Is that, do you remember that like old YouTube clip of like, they're really young girls, but they're like, yeah, I'm like we're gonna bring them down. Like it's like a really old core YouTube, but it's these two young girls and they just have like black lips that come and they're like, we hate it here. But they're like just like little want to be goths. It's adorable. That's what you were like in a cemetery. Um, yeah, I would have listened to lots of kind of different types of music, but I think you gravitated towards like it's not so much a thing now, but it was really like you liked this kind of music and that was it, you mm. know? And I think for me, I had a load of friends who were like metalheads because as far as I was concerned, they were the nicest boys as you know yourself. I don't know what it is about the music, but men that are into metal are so nice oh, and sorry. so lovely and so polite. And I felt like if I went to like a rock show or a metal the show, safest place, you, the safest place on earth, I could be like in the pit, I could be doing whatever I wanted and these gorgeous men would protect you. Do you know that kind of way? Whereas if you were like went into more kind of a mainstream, like if you went to like a normal nightclub. Like a dance stage. You no, well, no, da- everyone's sure, everyone's loves yeah. everyone in the dance, you know that. But again, that's another example. Whereas if you went to like a mainstream, like a normal nightclub, you're getting your arse grabbed and you're yeah. getting, and it's just like a horrible place to be. So I don't know, people who are like into the music are the 
best. <laughs> um, but that was always the kind of thing of it for me. And like within that, then um, you would see sort of queer expression coming through. Mm-hmm. And it felt like for me, um, so my brother like played in bands and he had a lot of friends that were like rockers and stuff. And I remember like one of his female friends shaving her head and everyone was like full support if anyone says entity will bash them. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so I think that the mu- music and queerness for me growing up were linked together because those pockets of whether it was people that were into their dance tunes or mm-hmm. into their uh, more kind of guitar tunes, whatever it was, anything that was like a little bit alternative, that was the safe space. And I felt like people could be themselves and could express their queerness within that. Yeah. But out in the world, you kind of, I don't know, everyone just kind of, everybody looked the same, you know. <laughs> what about yourself? Was there anything particular? Would there be someone walking through? Was there like the one flamboyant man in the mean streets of Armagh okay, walking down the roads? Absolutely. It was pure like little Britain like the only gay in the village like fully that what kind was their of, name like... and are you still friends <laughs> no I'm not even joking well, no I'm actually trying to think about it like there wasn't thinking back no there wasn't really like anybody super flamboyant because they would have moved away and whenever I was going to Fair. kind of growing up it was more the kind of people that were represented so it would have been like say somebody on TV like Ugly Betty you would have known who like obviously very calm very queer but it would have kind of been the kind of metrosexual kind of like oh my the, god remember metrosexual I know. it's like this man is showering himself Self, yeah. and like putting on aftershave and yeah. suddenly like, he's oh, like yeah that is so or he's you know I mean? or a man bag do you remember like it's a man bag I know. as opposed to just a bag oh my god how far we've come but like that kind of like likes of getting somebody you know would have an ear pierce oh word size on like it was very slight oh my god yes the yeah. left ear right ear yeah or what Ridiculous. it kind of been like frosted tips even anything well, that was in Dublin frosted tips were just you were into the backstreet boys <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't yeah gay <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean There's, these were kind of things that would have like especially growing up in the kind of country set and like where again people who like wouldn't have all just been like walking around and like you know cowboy boots a lot of them probably were or what's the boot cut jeans you know like two fucking collar oh, shirts but like not ironically no just no like no oh they way. still do like body warms and stuff like oh. that yeah I know right but like there would have been anybody that kind of took a little bit of scene probably things from you know music or like pop culture and like Backstreet Boys and incorporate them into their own life it was that classic thing of like the Irish kind of like oh notions or they're trying to step out of their box but which inherently is kind of a queer thing oh 100% you're kind of kicking against them we t- we t- touched on this a couple of episodes ago I can't remember which one it was now but we were talking about oh Julian on Friday on the telly and yeah. how he basically decided to own that stereotype and to be like okay I'm going to be campy I'll be the butt of the joke but at least I'm fucking owning it I'm not in the closet yeah uh, and hiding who I am but oh crap I've lost my train of thought what was I trying to say oh my god choo choo train of thought choo choo oh get my back god. here please yeah no I, what I was going to say I remember now is that it still happens on straight Twitter every couple of months someone will drag up one of those zombie threads of oh I wore a beret once and everyone called me Super Mario and everyone's like oh I once got a haircut and it's blah 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 but it's that very Irish thing of oh you're making that face because you, you used that thread for something did you recently oh definitely yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I thought you were like oh, no like it is funny he'd be like oh someone got a a haircut once and gets called snip snip for the rest of his life or whatever I don't know but you know the ones I'm talking about yeah exactly someone once wore like wears a red jacket and they get called Santa Claus for the rest of their life yeah you can't do anything in Ireland you can't do anything in Ireland without someone slagging you you know Um, and in fairness deserved it's very funny like why not I don't know if it still is because I think now it is very much particularly for like people Gen Z age it's like Mm -hmm. everyone wear whatever the fuck they want it doesn't matter whereas before you would have been not just making a statement about who you were 
by how you were dressing, but also flagging to other members of your community that you were, in fact, on the same team. Well, that's kind of it as well. Like, it's so interesting. There's so many things, I suppose, that have incorporated themselves through kind of queer fashion, kind of queer culture and made themselves now into like the locality of like mainstream, like, Media, I suppose me and my friend were able to even talk about this. Like one the other day, I walked across the street. Some guy was looking over. He's like, oh my God, he's kind of hot. What you think? And I was like, no, fully like has a girlfriend. But it's that kind of like, no, no rules apply anymore. It's like androgynous happens. But like, but all of this, I think, stems from like this queer kind of like fashionist queer influence. Oh, Actually, I've got a really good quote from um, an article from Damon Kern from GCN magazine. Hey, GCN. But it's. He writes, clothing is a manifesto. It's a mission statement, a mood, a public declaration of self and intent. For some, fashion is a means of definition. For others, it's a small part of a very big, colourful picture. Um, now, it goes on to kind of say lovely, really good things about really like, as you say, Claire, back in the day, like fashion can act as an armour shield, protects us from the outside judgment and misapprehension. But like, depending on where you are and like basically how you can act, he literally says that acts as a marker too, like an outing tool. So I know, like, for like growing up, like, the, it would have concerned, like, with different things. Like, again, somebody had an earring in, or if they were, were a bit more jewelry. But, like, even back, you, you told me about this, like, handkerchief in the pocket situation that I, like, still I'm like yeah. I can't believe actually I realised this only through watching it was like Alan Carr chatting on with Son Kylie Minogue when she got a picture tucked together she had a handkerchief in one of her right back pockets and he was like oh that means you like the fist <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up now because yeah no it was a basically it's a long standing tradition you you see people wearing bandanas yeah. to this day or wearing handkerchiefs and stuff but it was basically we're going back we're jumping around a bit now but we're going to go whoop, back in time um, to when um, the like gay community were basically fully behind closed doors everything was you know fully illegal in Ireland in closets um, in the closet and so cruising would have been a big thing so for women there was apparently lesbians um, you'd see lesbians carry would carry a big shopping bag like a big huge shopping bag this side right for cruising and go and hook up in a bathroom or whatever but would pick up their partner so one of the women would stand in the shopping bag so if police or if anybody came to check you would only see one pair of feet <gasps> in the stall yeah oh my god yeah it was a thing and then it's like the shopping bag would be I guess a flag in itself yeah Um, but yeah no that was a thing because people would be like checking for feet Claire I thought you just really liked little bags <laughs> <laughs> the old dog. <laughs> um, but yeah, the hanky code, absolutely fascinating. It was a colour coded system in which an individual would wear a specific coloured handkerchief in their back pocket to inform others of their sexual interests, essentially. Um, and, you know, people outside of the community would just be like, oh, that's just a man with a hanky in his yeah. pocket. You know, it wouldn't really make a difference. So it was also like, I can't remember which is which, but one side was likes to give, the other was likes to receive. So you could literally, it's like a menu, basically. It's like, you know, going through the drive through I see with the Eurosaver. But like, I'll give you um, some of them. This is, this is like, evident like I don't know if you ever had shag tags growing up they were like little like rubber wristbands that you could put on but like it was well, like do a... you know what it probably came for the gays okay. I know exactly I'm going to read you out some <laughs> okay. colours right okay go and you can tell me what you think they might mean oh that delicious might, why right. that mean mm-hmm. okay so gold lame gold lame yeah is that a colour Oh, honey. Uh, Kylie's, sh- <laughs> Kylie's shorts in the spinning around video. So that like sparkly stretchy. Oh, yes. There's a lot of it in my wardrobe. You're very familiar with it. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. Um, I'm going to say, like, is this what it means sexually? 
Yeah, so you're, it's what, you, what you're flagging to other people. Okay, you like pissing on people? No, okay. that's yellow. Oh. So one side is I'm into pissing and the other side is I'm into being pissed on. Oh, um, okay. For yellow, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with the pale letter uh, yellow, which is spitting oh. or being spat on. Of course. But no, the gold lame, if it's in, actually, I wonder, does it say which side? It doesn't. But one side is I like muscle boy bottoms and the other side is I like muscle boy tops. Oh my God, that's so specific. It's so specific. Okay, um, pick a colour. and. Um, <laughs> oh, let's go for something gay, pink. Okay, so obviously there's like more than one. Um, So we'll say fuchsia pink. Okay, so it's, do you want to take any guesses? Fuchsia pink means that... What colour would your skin go if you got a little... Oh, you like spanking. Yeah, so spanker or spanky. Okay, spanky. Um, Not to be confused with magenta, which means depending on which pocket it's in, (laughs) suck my armpits or armpit lover. I... Yeah, very specific. These are super specific. What's green mean? Um, okay. Snot play. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, if that's I can't a... believe you said it's not in front of me. I don't know if that's a thing. Oh, do you know what? Some of these are really cute. Okay, go on. Okay, very very specific. So lime green either wants dinner or will buy dinner. Oh my so god. So in one pocket it's like girl dinner, oh my and god. the other point is cop it's like daddy's got you. That's I'm really gonna start cute. wearing green more. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have Kelly green, which is, and again, this is one that like. Important thing to flag because you'd get in a lot of trouble with the police. So hustler for rent or looking to hire. Okay. So that would be a way of like safely, you would hope, having a transaction without getting arrested. Interesting. Um, Hunter Green is daddy or son. Hell. Yeah. And then Olive Green is military top or military bottom. What colour would you declare? <laughs> Shut up! What color would you be? I'm green. What are you talking about? I'm, <laughs> you I'm want so dinner. green. Yeah, I I'm just so want dinner. Hungry. Honestly, you're not hungry. You're thirsty. There's a big difference. <laughs> but yeah, um, I. Suppose. But yeah, there's a whole like there's a whole uh, different one like specific like very very specific. So I guess if you were like closeted and you were like a bit shy, you know, you could just put a mustard hanky in your back pocket to let. People know that you either were uh, eight inches plus or wanted a big one <laughs> for very specific things without maybe even having to make eye contact. Oh my God, I'm the uh, daddy son thing. Oh, I have a friend of mine. <laughs> I won't say names, but I, I don't think you care anyway. But he's recently, I suppose, aged into his bear era. Oh, interesting. But the problem that he's having is he has to just keep messaging people back on Grindr being like, if I'm old enough to be your actual dad, it's a hard no. Oh, wow. Like, it's a hard no. Yeah, he has like teenagers like messaging being like, hey, daddy. And he's like, no, no absolutely I not. I absolutely can't be. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's like, sorry, Sonny. <laughs> anyway, that's an aside. Um, yeah, so flagging. And then like there'd be things like um, for women, you know, there'd be like certain maybe items of clothing. Mm-hmm. Short nails is giveaway mm-hmm. sometimes, but not always. And you know things like I don't know, but a lot of I feel like a lot of the queer female fashion, like I get red as straight all the time. Like okay, let's just examine my outfit today. So we've got the Birkenstocks, yeah, and then we've got a lovely pair of jorts. Claire, and what are you talking about? These are just comfy, like '90s fashion statements, yeah, are they I'm not? I'm literally no? wearing a T-shirt says, uh, with rolled-up sleeves that says uh, "Irish Gay Rights Movement," and <laughs> I know that if I walk down the street now, people are like, "Oh, that's so nice. She's such a good ally." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Whereas before, they might have been like, "Oh, what is that woman wearing? Could she be a bit fruity?" But yeah, you were kind of talking about, I suppose, even from like recently, we've seen the Barbie film, and you're like queer coding in that, oh, which yeah, we yeah. talked about on the Barbie podcast. I really. 
yes, we did. Go listen to it. our bonus episode. But, but yeah, you were talking about even like like there's so many queer coding and things like that. Like Birkenstocks, I was like, what are you talking about? Like the, to me, they're just like German hiking shoes that no, everybody no, no, thinks no, are no, cool no, and trendy. Not now. A, like I mean, they are cool and trendy, and they're also very comfy with great arch supports. But no, traditionally, <laughs> it would have been a thing that like women, particularly more mask presenting women, we're talking a Birkenstock, mm-hmm. a work boot, uh, Doc Martin, like mm. that would have been like revolutionary at the time. But then also out of necessity, because if there's no man around the house, then, you know, uh, one or more women in the relationship would have probably not been able to, first of all, get a job in a more traditional female role mm. because they would not be able to dress if they want to be perceived the way that they want to. But also like they might just be out, an outcast and would have to go and get a job in a more traditionally manual labor, male roles. So that might be like in a, a factory or a truck driver, that sort of thing. So it would be like a necessity, like you're wearing your safety boots. Interesting. Outside, you know, but then, but also they look nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like it, it's all of these things come, a lot of it from practicality. It's like particularly for, you know, queer and non-binary mask presenting women, like the wearing the workwear and stuff, like yeah, it looks great, but it's also, it's more practical. You don't have a manner in the house, you have to do it yourself. So interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's funny that's kind of like came into more like not like I mean casual like day where they're like even now like it's like seen as being comfy, trendy. Like this is like yeah. kind of clothes for everybody. But like I suppose it's from that kind of like background of like here's what was like originally known like yeah. In terms of like so all of these things and, that would have been flags for people within the queer community are now just fashion because as with like pretty much everything it's either like people of colour or queer people or their marginalised groups come up with all of the cool shit and then it gets assimilated into the mainstream by uh, you know for example Harry Styles recently on the cover of Vogue uh, Billy Porter ripped into him being like yeah like good for you but it's because you're you're, you're white and you look twinky and well he hasn't he said that he doesn't want to disclose his sexuality but he gets accused of a lot of queer baiting Mm -hmm. um, and yeah so it's because you look a certain way that it's acceptable for you to be doing it. Everyone's like, yes, work. But if um, someone else did it, maybe they wouldn't get the same reaction. Which is it's fair. Absolutely fair. Now, Claire, there are going to be, I know this is a queer inclusive podcast, which means that we also have some straights out there <laughs> possibly listening to it, holding on for dear life. God love them. They're getting swings around by with us coming in Hi, each Connors, day. Hi, brother. <laughs> Thanks again for the notes. <laughs> but I have a thing where I'm, Again, from this conversation with a friend where spotting across the road, is that person part of the, you know, the alphabet mafia or are they like, you know, are they with the straights? Who knows what's happening around here? I was thinking, are there any things that straight people wear that are historically gay? I have a couple of things that I particularly... So um, these are things that you think, oh, that's that's a very queer thing to put on your body and wear. Well, kind of, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like things like, say, if there's any like... um once sitting out there, you know, maybe chatting with their partner and you're kind of being like, oh, yeah, that's like, you know, I see that there's like a bit of queer coding in that. OK, so it's kind of spot clothing in that your, are queer coded. Well, kind of, it's like, it's like how to spot, you know, some of my queer influence while out and about. This just reminded me of our favourite game to play on holidays, which is Gay or uh, European. European. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now, this is actually a very good indication of it. So, Gay or European hoochie daddy shorts. Do you know what those are? No. So imagine somebody's double I'd probably have a different words for them. Well, imagine somebody's double cheeked up on a Sunday, Claire. Absolutely. So are they on their way back from a gam match or are they on their way from home from the club? Absolutely. We're talking like like five to three inch, like 
shorts. Um, whatever has happened, I don't know. But like, they were like just. I find it impossible to literally like go by and be like, I can't tell. I cannot tell what's happening. Yeah. But what I do know is like, girl, I feel like that there's no way that that would have kind of stemmed from a kind of straight perspective. There's no way that like, I feel like it has some historical value within the queer space. I mean, especially in queer clubs now. Do you know what I mean? You go mm-hmm. out for pride, like everybody's showing a little bit of leg. <laughs> no? Yeah, no, no, no. I totally get it. But I'm, you see, this is my man face blindness or man obliviousness. They not lads just on their way to go kick ball rounds. Well, they're kicking balls. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I was kind of thinking, who's that short or one that I'm kind of like, okay. yeah, you know, like, and of course, straight guys always have like the fattest asses. Like, what the fuck's all about anyways? Here, moving on quickly. <laughs> um, is there anyone that you kind of see on the day to day that maybe you're like, oh, this is a common one. Like, is it gay or is it European? Um, I think in terms of, so I feel like for queer women, there's certain... There's certain things that it's like a feeling more so than the item of clothing. Okay. So you're not so, I, I don't know, maybe it's the same for other genders. I can only speak for myself. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like it's more of a feeling like I have friends that will talk to me about particularly more mask presenting lesbian friends. And they'll talk about having a lot of dysphoria around their bodies and how they're basically for me it's like oh I think if any of my sisters tell me that I look good I'll be like thanks for the compliment if a straight man perceives me and like see I'm like oh this is not for you and so I think a lot of I think a lot of queer female fashion traditionally or not even fashion just like however you dress yourself would have been about subverting the male gaze Mm -hmm. because as a woman walking in the world it's built for the main gaze male gaze Main gaze, that's a Freudian sip. Not anymore, lads. <laughs> um, so I think that a lot of queer female and non-binary fashion is about subverting that and saying, I actually don't care what you think. I don't want you to perceive me at all. But if you do and you're repulsed, fantastic. <laughs> so is that tea? Is that news to you? No. No, no, no. That's true. Not. That's um no. So that's kind of what it's about. So I think there's definitely sometimes there's you can see that it's been done in like a fashiony kind of way, but you still want to look cute. But then mm-hmm. I also see like so many straight women that are just like we're, I'm dressing for myself and my friends and I actually give a shit what those lads think. Yeah. Which I love. But I think there's a specific way that queer women do it and it's for themselves and it is for specifically other queer women. Mm. I think that's kind of how you can tell, like you can often tell by someone whether it's like a style of haircut or maybe like certain piercings or certain items of mm-hmm. clothing that you're like, work, yes, I see you. You know, that kind of way. Speaking of male gaze, you let you me going like, hey, you short, you're being like, it's more of a vibe. It's more of a feeling. I'm like, I literally am um, still doing like the gay male gaze. <laughs> like, oh, the gay, yeah, but gay male gaze is different than the straight man. Like the straight, the straight male gaze where the oh, I know world exactly. is built yeah. for like a straight man and women are there as yeah. decoration or as, you know, to like get approval or whatever. It's like, fuck off, I don't care. Actually, don't look at me at all. Go stand over there. You're in the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're cluttering up the place. Okay, but, so it's more how people, they, yeah, they're like wanting to be perceived or exposed. Yeah, and it's how you feel in your body as well. Um, oh. So we kind of, like have friends that, you know, say if it's a particular before a night out or something, you can see the kind of the, the look in the face and you have to go and be like, are you all right? How are you feeling? You look at, talk to me. What is it that's making yeah. you uncomfortable with the outfit? Do you know, uh-huh. and you can kind of talk it through. But that's even changing a little bit because I have like mask friends that like wouldn't have touched 
Now this could be like just me like bullying them, but wouldn't have gone near makeup. And now all of a sudden I'm like, if I can just do a little bit of something with your brows, do you not think, see how that looks really cute? And they're like, okay, yeah, actually I do like it. Well, I was more going to say, what's that kind of like the safety clip and the kind of jeans? The carabiner. Yeah. Carabiner queens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that would have been a major flag for queer women traditionally. But Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe people like it is practical, but like it's also a flag. No, I've actually took mine off because it was... um, uh, making a noise but it's outside on the table but um, yeah no that's like a little bit of a flag as well if you see like a carabiner queen you're like hey what's up I think everything that has so traditionally right how queer women would dress would be uh, on the more mask side of it it would be like a fuck you to gender norms mm-hmm. but on the more femme side which actually doesn't get talked about at all mm-hmm. it would be a fuck you to what those what the that look actually means so mm-hmm. they're saying fuck you I'm doing this for me because I look gorgeous and I don't care what you think of it I'm not doing it for this gross man in the corner mm-hmm. um, who does not know how to dress I am doing it for myself and for my gorgeous girlfriend over here you know that kind of way yeah. and what it comes down to and I think it's with the, the makeup thing that I was saying about like more mask people wearing makeup where before they would have been like oh like there's misogyny mm. in that not on their part but in society's part because people traditionally would have associated femininity with weakness. Mm -hmm. And as you well know, my friend, it is not weakness at all. It is a fucking superpower. And that is why gay men are so, I think, in touch with their feminine side a lot of the time. But within the gay male community, we'll get shit for that. So be like, no femmes. That's a whole thing Mm. still, isn't it? It's like, oh, fuck off. A little bit. Go back to the gym, loser. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, But no, just to to wrap up what I'm saying in a very roundabout way is I think that in... Now, in 2023, I think people can see that femininity is something that is absolutely fierce and they're not afraid of it anymore. You know, whereas I think before, like maybe a few years ago, I would have maybe felt, oh, am I expected to like dress like your dad in the 90s? I mean, I do look really well and Mm. I look great, but sometimes I want to dress like your dad in the 90s. Sometimes I want to wear a really pretty dress and I look really cute both ways and that's completely fine. Everybody just wear whatever the hell you want is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely hot girl shit. Yes. So queer coded items of clothing for the men. I've talked through some of the girls mm-hmm. ones there. What else would we be talking about? Well, I'd say more kind of use of jewelry. Well, it's funny. Yeah, more use of jewelry, um, more use of, I mean, everything from kind of like crop tops, basically anything that is inherently, I feel that makes like, like, like what's the sluttiest thing that a man can wear do that kind of way and whenever they're like the straights try to do it it like it, it, it like all I can think of is like I I know that guy in the club like, I feel like oh do you know what this is a this is a funny thing because I feel like and this is obviously me living in my bubble but I think like queer men they can wear whatever right the most outrageous thing mm. but it's usually done with a certain sense of style uh-huh that is like inherent or at least they put the work in to learn it or one of their sisters had said, oh honey, no, let me fix you. Oh my God, Do you yeah. know, that kind of way. Yeah, obviously um, the queers always dress better. Like that's like whereas, the whole like, joke. So we have a, we have like a friend, well, it's not a joke, it's a fact. Um, for example, <laughs> oh, uh, our good friend, I won't say item, but uh-huh. friend of the pod, one of our few token straight men friends. Uh-huh. Um, we were having a chat the other night and he was like, look, it's fine. It doesn't bother me. But women read me as gay mm-hmm. all the time. And they tell me, they're like, oh, we thought you were gay. Ha ha ha, whatever. He's like, out of interest, like, what is this? And I was like... You dress well, you're polite, you're respectful to women, you go to the gym and you smell nice. Like, <laughs> you know, these are all good things, but the bar is on the floor and straight women are not expecting a straight man to uh, look after themselves, to be polite, be kind and be respectful to them. Mm. 
And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, so you're not going to change your whole personality. You're just going to continue being red as gay. Take it as a compliment. He's like, oh, I do. It's not a problem. But yeah, that's, that's, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. But then are we accusing straight men who dress well of appropriating queer culture by learning how to like look no, in a mirror? No, I think it's just a thing that like, iron. I think it's just an irony almost in it that like how it's kind of taken like a swing and a roundabout from like things that would have been used as kind of like a, a tool to kind of, you know, you, you're like spotting someone over there or how it would have kind of been used to, you know, other or just like often even discriminate like yeah. how it's now done like a 360 and how things have now fed themselves into such like a like it's not even a binary anymore it's like such like a fucking colourful like world that oh, we're in now which is wonderful because I think traditionally so for queer men dressing more feminine is a fuck you to yeah. oh you're supposed to be like in your bootcut jeans and your yeah. wrinkles shirts looking like crap you know that kind of way whereas women it's like oh you're supposed to do your hair and your makeup and put on a heel and mm-hmm. we're like fuck you I'm putting on a comfy shoe and I'm going to look deadly doing it and I'm going to cut my hair short and I'm going to do whatever I want so that's obviously broad strokes and stereotypes but I think now that it's not that that pressure is off like people obviously everyone do what they want and wear what they want and be comfortable and express themselves but I think as you just said there it's so much less of a binary now what but isn't it like that thing, hold on, <laughs> if we look back in our extremely, extremely long meme thread now, will I ever find this? But I sent you one earlier. Oh, God, we were busy today sending memes. Oh, here it is. So this is just in the meme pile on our Insta chat. Um, there's a tweet from someone who says, my 11 year olds during a conversation about the differences between millennials and Gen Z. Well, you millennials are also whiny and tired because you had to pretend to be hetero for so long. <laughs> but it but is. <laughs> Honestly, Jesus Christ. And I think that's like kind of where we're like coming into a bit like, especially through like the evolution of style and fashion. It's kind of like people are like, fuck this. Fuck the stereotypes. Yeah. Fuck the gender and what norms. Is this? Real, Real hot, hot girl, girl shit. shit. Wow. <laughs> Big hot girl energy. Real hot girl shit indeed. So uh, wrapping it up, what are we trying to say? We're trying to say, you know what? Fucking everything stands from everywhere, but all real hawkers out there can dress whatever way they want as long as it feels comfortable in their own body, oddy, oddies. And as long as they're doing it in a real hot girl way. No, you're dead right because um, clothing for, it's like some people don't care and that's completely fine. But then for some people, it really is a form of expression. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can really tell what kind of mood I'm in. Sometimes I'll have like a real like look put together and mm-hmm. then other times, I don't know. I feel like you can tell my mood by what I'm wearing. Yeah. Because if I'm kind of like hiding a little bit or I haven't really, it doesn't look put together. You can be like, oh, someone needs a jump bar. Oh. Um, but if I'm like, yes, yeah, so put together. Like, but sometimes you just look in the mirror. I think particularly as a queer person, and you're like you put something on that you wear all the time you're like oh that feels weird Mm -hmm. you know so yeah everyone has those like weird clothing days weird body days don't even worry about it but if you're like Connor was once upon a time a more conservative dresser and your friend (laughs) offers you a mesh top that's going to look fierce on you and it's just like you're not sure if you should wear it or not I think you should give it a go yeah take a poof pause yeah yeah. and as this is an inclusive podcast straights listening as well you also can wear whatever you want come on it's the 90s (laughs) (laughs) so Sister Finn Mm -hmm. what was your homework last week and did you achieve it? Well, Claire, my homework was in an all-rounded term to basically rest my ass. Yeah, was... you wanted to have a sliving girl somewhere where you were balancing, yeah, getting yeah. like absolutely off your webs and having a great night uh-huh. uh, versus sitting down 
How, how was the last Fuck week for you? You had a wholesome Friday evening with me. We went for a little sea swim on Friday. We had a gorgeous uh, dinner in the orchards. We did. Hanging out in the fresh air. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. The rest of your weekend, not so wholesome. No, but. no. But it was restful now. I did take a little bit of heat in myself. I know oh, I planned s- to go do the fla, but unfortunately I... When you were resting until 1 p.m. Well, that's there you go. What I, yeah, you I honey battered the shit out of it. I was just sleeping off the poison of the alcohol after doing what has happened whenever you meet up with good friends. You end up drinking loads and having a great time and ring your mum at four, four in the morning and say, Can you let me? I can't believe you rang Heather Finn, the goddess, interrupted <laughs> her beauty sleep at half four in the morning looking for a lift home. Honestly, look, mine and my own kind of concert. You're going to have to buy her some flowers or something. Oh yeah, buy so, her, thank you. Yeah, a little bunch of heathers or something like that. That's a bush one. <laughs> but anyways, that was my homework last week. What what was your homework last week? Okay, there? so my homework last week. Um, looking back on it, a bit smug. Um, because the rain had stopped, the sun had come out. I was off my wabs on vitamin D, and mm-hmm. my homework it says here was to continue to feel present and enjoy the rest of the summer. Okay, and to also make plants because if you remember in July when I was a sad bitch because I was like it's so dark and it's going to be getting darker a little bit earlier every night which is true but we're Mm -hmm. not thinking about it. No. Um, So yeah I really feel like I did do that. I had such it was one of those weekends that felt like it was a week long. We had our wholesome Friday and a very wholesome Saturday. Mm -hmm. Went to the oh my god the sauna in Greystones where you're overlooking the sea. Mm -hmm. You're essentially across like there's nothing no changing rooms no nothing and I only realised afterwards it's a one way um, like a police mirror. Oh. So you can see out but people can't see (gasps) in so you're sitting there like sweating your tits off but people can't see from outside but instead of like having you know the way there might be like a bottle skip or something you can dip into uh-huh. No, you just go across the road and fling yourself off the steps <laughs> into the sea. Gorgeous. Oh God, um, yeah, so I think, yeah, enjoying the rest of summer and make plans. So tick, yes, I've been having the best August. Been having such a nice time, but also, yes, Aww. making plans for ahead so have made plans for the skate festival mm-hmm. for kind of a couple of meetups of that I am not going to be taking part in okay so the festival is called Skate Love mm-hmm. and then there's something called the Love Bowl oh. I am not going to be signing up for it because it's par- like it's park skating it's like oh. bowls and stuff so just to be safe but I have made like tentative plans for like meeting up with people that kind of Aww. thing we've made plans for uh, the big gaff boat adventure yes. uh, which I will tell you about for like meetups and crewing along the way so to get your little short shorts and your little captain's hat back out oh um, and then yeah planned a little um, in the depths of um, October when it's going to be like dark and stuff sorry to bring it up uh, planned a little gorgeous weekend away to London with the girls oh so, gorgeous yeah, I'm very Deserve. happy about that very well yeah, done so I did it um, I did my homework well done me but Connor, tell me what is one thing you're going to do this week to embody yaddy yaddy the hot girl energy well, Claire, I'm so glad you brought it up. I am going to steal heavily from this week's episode. And with the last kind of big res, this big summer guess, I am going to try my best to be more queer in my fashion. Oh, I love that for you. Yeah, like I know I know that like that means different things to different people. But um, look, we've got a couple more big occasions coming out. I have boots of high stand divas I haven't got enough wear out of them now my GA shirts I always make a proud statement my Paul Mascals um, uh-huh. but I want to like you know 
check my tail feathers like like I'm so intrigued short short. as to where this is going so we already have like the cowboy boots the short shorts the cowboy hat the fringe jacket yeah with fringe jacket how are we going to be elevating the look I'm excited to see this yeah I so am I but honestly I feel like it's kind of one of those things where I was walking by and being like yeah like I'm comfy but like Clothes are for wearing, and yeah, I kind of want to dress. I could look more fierce. Can yeah. we please keep the uh, pink hat for the festival? Though it's so easy to spot you in the crowd. Honestly, it's every a- time I went to the bar <laughs> or went to the toilet all together. Now when I came back, I was like, "Oh, there's girls!" Like just see your hat popping away. Yeah, the yeah, the big, so the big pink fluffy Kuiper hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Honestly, but it just kind of made me think. I was like, I want to be a little bit more queer in my fashion. When I feel like it. When you feel like it. What about you, Claire? What's one thing that you're going to do this week to embody the hot girl energy? Do you know what? I think, and it's going to be very difficult because, you know, as a a friend shouted at me before, fuck's sake, Claire, clothes don't have feelings (laughs) because I like really don't like kind of Throw it, like I feel like clothes like are attached memories yeah. and you know as you know I'm very fond of a, taking a trip and doing a little drunk or a hungover little vintage shop purchase uh-huh. for myself I think I need to do a bit of a wardrobe cull okay yeah like I live in a small space and there's just things that aren't getting worn that aren't serving me um, that I um, they're just kind of someone else would enjoy them more mm-hmm. so I think I need to do that maybe just like make a little bit of space in the wardrobe <gasps> oh my god I wish we could what if we do like a little swap shop of us together but I just take all your like mad shit oh please I would like take anything that you not anything you want anything that you want that I don't want anymore you can absolutely have oh my god, but deadly. I feel like I have a lot of sparkles and stuff that I'm like I've worn these like I'm not bringing them out for the festivals which is normally there because mm. I'm like because I've worn this loads I think we were DJing as well once you get photographed in something yeah on stage and then you're kind of using that picture mm. so yeah it might do a little bit of a wardrobe call but I'm going to caveat this homework by saying if the weather stays good absolutely won't because I'm going to be outside having a great time oh, <laughs> but one piece, I have a piece of homework for the hot girls oh my god get into it whatever is in your wardrobe that mm-hmm. is the equivalent of the itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini she was afraid to come out of the locker <laughs> so if there's something there that you have, haven't quite been feeling brave enough to wear uh huh Wear it. Wear yeah. it this week. Even if it's just around the house doing your little bits of life admin, but preferably out. Um, but wear it. And whether you are a straight man, one of the three that listens to this <laughs> podcast, and you think the lads are going to slag you a bit for like wearing a shirt that's a bit jazzy, mm-hmm. or whether it is something that is just made out of straps and mesh and tinsel, and you are afraid of wearing it out to the club, wear something that's a little bit braver, a little bit outside your comfort zone, specifically something that's been sitting there in the wardrobe that you haven't quite got the gumption for yet. Yeah, put that a, good homework? Yeah, put it on a pair of jeans, see how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said there, but I laughed along. <laughs> put on a pair of jeans, see how you feel. A pair of jeans? Yeah. It's like, it's like classes. I'm like, oh, would you come out? Oh, put on a pair of jeans, see how you feel. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to get it. I'm just going to get under this blanket, see yeah, how yeah. I feel. Oh, uh, I'm just going to wear this suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we any housekeeping? I can't believe it's picnic in a couple of weeks, but if you're coming to EP, come and see me play the Castle Bacardi stage on Saturday evening. It's going to be great. Potter will be there front and centre in his pink hat and who knows what else. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, you're only going to have to come and find out. Or Claire, they could give us a follow and see everything that we're doing online. Yes, please do. I think we're still shall. Shadow 
band a little bit. Um, so please do interact <laughs> with our posts on Insta at Real Hot Girl Pod. Same address on TikTok. Or if you have longer opinions and feelings, you can email realhotgirlpod at gmail.com. Yes, and we absolutely love it. We have so many more messages. There's people that yeah, have been enjoying the pod. So you know, lovely. giving some feedback, leaving from reviews, shares, all that stuff. It's such real hot girl shit. So please do keep it up. Uh, it's really, really appreciated. Yeah. And it's just really nice to see all the rides out there really enjoying the pod. Yeah, I mean, we're hot girls. We're securing ourselves, but who doesn't love a bit of external validation? <laughs> okay, Claire, let's go on. Put some sparkles. You put on some hoochie shorts and we're going to hit the time. Alrighty, let's do it. Till next time, stay, stay hot, hot girls. girls. Mwah. Mwah.